Today is April 2nd, Thursday, 2020. Still in our little beach house here on the coast of Brazil. And we've been talking this morning about uh, values, about standing for our values, about compromise. We're we're a bit into a ways into the discussion, but on what what is it? How would you put the inquiry now that you're in? Um, related related to the strength of the honor we feel when we when we act in accordance with the values, related to the strength of the shame we feel and the mechanisms to cope with when we don't honor. Or values, and also, uh, I I was wondering where the values of people come from, if they are given natural, and or if they are constructed, and if they are cons- and when they are constructed, does it make them less or more real? Um, and I think it's an interesting question. Because, I mean, imagine you say it's completely random and constructed. You could have a case for not acting in accordance with your values, because they're random anyway. Right, well... Take oxygen away from a human being and see how long it takes them to value to, right. to realize he oxygen. So there are some values that are very natural, like health, like you said. Yes. Physical health, mental health. Yeah, things for most of us are like shelter. Well, imagine, imagine a guy who's young and wants to have adventure. Yes. Things he values that, that he values that. It seems that adventure is less of a, or you can you can survive longer without adventure than without oxygen. Is what I'm saying. Mm, yes. And so, well, there there are things, right? Some things you need oxygen. Right. Like you absolutely need them. He's not going right. to uh, survive even past a week. But it's but, it's easier to see than how you would compromise on on you say your sense of adventure than it is on your need of oxygen. Yes. So where is that? Like I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand where our values come from. Well, what's something that you value? Well, you gotta have the. I value my health. I value my relationships. Why do you value health? Why? Yeah, it's like a, a prerequisite for anything else. Relationship is a good one. Like to me, relationships is almost is is seems as is or honor to you. Like relationship seems to me is much a prerequisite to have all the other things functioning as air. You mean good relationships. Yes. Yes. But they, that's not the same for a lot of people. Mm. Well, people with bad relationships, <laughs> that's going to have a consequence. If there's, you know. Now, my temptation here is to tell you my conclusions, which yeah, I don't do that in the ice tank, right? In the ice tank, I take people 
on the, actually on this journey. And um, yeah, I'm really tempted to tell you what. It's not a. Story. It's not a one. Like I'm, I'm interested in the existential issue of where values come from. You can see some are more strong because they seem more natural, you know? and uh, you can have right. There's, there's things that are like real values. You take them away, you're in pain, right? You have them, and you're much better off. Oxygen being one, water. Maslow writes about this. Uh, right, his, his needs. Right. Then, um, then there's the things that we say we value. And the things that we think or say we value are often different than what we, than what I would say, like our natural values are. So. And uh, again, this whole system is designed to have us be comfortable. This system places like what it places at the top is I'm just going to propose this. This is also from this, uh, it's an inquiry of the Iceland. But what you come to see is this system, the way you, that you're that you've been conditioned to guide your life because of how external authority tends to guide us to follow them, ends up putting at the top comfort and image. Comfort and image. So, um, you come along to a guy, you gave this example before, you come along to a guy and you say, are you compromising? Where are you compromising the owners? Well, just that question makes them kind of look bad, like they might be compromised. It hurts their image, and it makes them uncomfortable. So the easy way out is, no, I'm not compromising. Back to comfort, image right. restored. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the way that our default guidance system, and I, I, this is not like, like you could look probably at, some, at many like, more indigenous tribes and people who grow up without this kind of like external authority right. that we have in the West in modern times. And I wouldn't expect to see that much self betrayal, betrayal of values as we do here. You see teenagers rebelling. This isn't in all cultures. We take it for granted that it is. The terrible twos, like that's this is something that we say in America. You know, like when you're Child turns two is going to become an asshole. But he's rebelling against your external authority. You know, that's something you see it in, in some, when you go to some countries. When you go to Colombia, you never hear a kid cry in the street. Yeah. You don't hear them cry. Yeah. You know? It's amazing. And I always thought, fuck, I hate children. Yeah. But what I really hate is his parents. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Man. Man, O has some really great stuff around this. And there's a book called The, the Continuum Concept that talks about how, and this is great for our conversation also, that in many just, let me just say normal or indigenous communities, the infant is, for the first few years of life, always next to the body of mother or another female or another human being. And so its fears, its whatevers are regulated. She can feel when it's hungry. She she can feel when it needs to take a, a crap and she can just hold it out like this or whatever. Like they're so connected, you know? And in the West we immediately take the child, first of all, like we yank the child out of the womb, maybe hold it upside down, smack it because it might not breathe as if as if it's not normal for a, a, a baby, anything, start breathing, right? Then we, maybe we let the mother say hello. Then we go put it in a fucking thing away from the mother in another room. Inst it, like its whole world is inside of the fluid and the heartbeat and the warmth and the everything of the mother. And instantly it's just like ripped out. Now you're fucking in this cold disconnected world and you're crying 
and something's wrong with that. Then you go home and it's like the child's crying in the middle of the night and this interferes with mom's got to get up for the job and everything else. And it's like, so you, everything's, the, the training starts right then. It's so... That's what I'm saying. When I refer to where did the values come from, they could be natural or they could be constructed along the way. But there's a touchstone there, which is your own... There, there's an inner guidance that tells you, that informs those values, which is, for example, health, you know, food. I want to I have food. I want to eat, you know. It's very real. It's, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with the ones that are more constructive, let's say, maybe adventure, you know. But there's a sense in you when you, when you look at it when you, that you can feel yes you know it's a, it's a yes as much as the I want food yes is a yes you know and the training is to go against that yeah. the training is that and it becomes and after years of this you start really distrusting your natural guidance you feel fear about acting on your own guidance because all your life, it's like you're trained to obey these external authorities, not to follow the inner guidance. So how do you get back to the how? This, this is the great challenge. I understand. Yes. And you said, you said, even before they take a stand, like this morning, even before I take a stand, because it's so important that I that I get it right. I have to get back. I have to get back to the. I don't know what you used exactly. I talked about getting. It's, what I heard was that you really have to get back to that inner guidance. Like, what really matters? What is my? What are my values? What really makes me go foof? Before you can take a stand. So, well, maybe that's. Uh, how do you get back? How do you get back to even knowing that natural guidance? Like, how do you get back to listening to it? Is that the honor word? Is that it? Usually, yes. And then there's like the zone, which is a whole other exploration. But it's also that inner. Well, that's what I mean. Yes. Like, how do you? How does a guy who's listening and thinking, eh, I don't really know what you're talking about, you know? Have I been compromising? No, I gotta just, you know, he's, maybe he gets a sense, maybe is, is this gibberish or is this something here, you know? How can he start looking for what that inner guidance is saying? How can he start finding his design? Like, where where does he have to look? Well, first, I might, I guess there's, there's a whole lot of different ways that you can do it. Explore this inquiry, begin this journey, right? But what's right in my mind right now is to, to look around, check your life, how you feel throughout the day. How much do you actually feel called to live, right? To get out of bed in the morning, to connect with people, to go and pursue something, anything. And uh, if that's missing, like just note. Look at all other animals. Look at all other animals. Observe them and observe you. And if there's something radically different, like you, if you don't even want to live, something is severely fucked up. And it's not your nature. It's not your... Because your nature is innocent, right. beautiful, and perfect, and designed to thrive on this planet. I mean, you are the result of billions of years of successful evolution there are plenty of things that didn't survive and didn't have children and right. didn't keep you're you're one of the perfect lines of i mean evolution humans if any it's 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 a success story it's incredible what we've done incredible i just saw this <laughs> this morning this video I, I love i like to watch animal videos and his neighbor is a pig yeah and every time he sees the pig the dog is just <laughs> You know, every time, every time, you know, <laughs> there's this joy, you know, yes. I want to play with my pig, you know, yes. it's just, and that, and, and the, and the owner says, this never goes away. It's yes. every time he's like, yeah, yes, yes. 
Well, have you ever seen a dog that knows that it's, it's probably been abused somewhere? It's dying. It's, it's dying inside. It's aliveness. It's dying. Yes. Is your tail wagging or not? You know, they look for that when they look at dogs, rescue dogs. You know, they look like if a dog is no longer wagging his tail, he's on his way out. Mm. You know, and if he, they can find a way to to uh, get his health back, or the moment he, they're wagging their tail, they're like, yeah. we got him back. Yes. You know, joy, a joy for living, yes. right? How do you say it in French? You could try. <laughs> joie de vivre. Joie. Joie de vivre. And, uh, Lebensfreude. Yes. I gotta find that text I wrote about Lebensfreude. I got it, man. The same thing as Dizel. It's like, it's the hard on. It's the desire to fuck, to procreate, to mate, to whatever. It's a great symbol of being fully alive. And guys, guys without that, in, in reality, or metaphorically, right? In their soul, in their spirit, in their eyes, in their in their body, in their beingness. They're they're what's going on, right? And How it's do you... not it's not a blaming of them. Just no. look at the environment, look at the external authorities, look at the conditioning, look at look at the life that you're being expected to live. And if it does not Light you up, call you to adventure, call you to honor, then fuck it. Fuck that shit. Jump. Get the fuck out of there. Rescue yourself. Rescue yourself. <laughs> Go be amongst people who light you the fuck up. Go to a place that lights you up. Go do what lights you up. It's, it's, the, it's so natural, you know? Make your fucking tail wag. Don't sit there and and try to judge yourself into getting with the program and going on this path that everyone else thinks you should go on. Mm. How do you deal yourself when you see a guy who's who's uh, who's given up? Does it hurt you? Do, do you do you have a strong desire to save people? Or do you say, or do you do you feel you just gotta be there for people who are committed? Uh, I wouldn't say. Uh, I you know I actually I think that I gotta see a spark of life. You know, if they're closed, they don't want any help. They're they're so into perpetuating their own bullshit, whatever. But if I can see they're conflicted about it, they're struggling. How do you see that? What's that spark? What's that confliction? Confliction. I mean, you go to an orphanage, you see a kid, and they, they cling to you. Sit right there, man. I started to tear up thinking about it. Mm. Like this little girl in, in uh, Kenya, you know? And she wants to cling to someone. She wants to be loved. She wants. Wow. It's. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, it's the same with Anthony, right? It's like, mm. you can see this kid, he just wants to fucking be fully alive. He just, he just wants to fuck and be fully alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I wrote this on Joie de Vivre in 2011. I wrote the text on it. What is it? This text I wrote about the joy of being alive. Yeah, it's I, I see it now. It's, it comes from a different angle, but it's still interesting. I would love to hear what you think. This is 10 years old. Whatever happens to you today, you are still alive and you can rejoice in that. You may feel a wide array of emotions during your day. You may feel excited or sad, frustrated, angry, bored. You may feel all of that and much more. Come aware, accept, and be grateful for so much emotional richness. Realize at the same time that underneath all those emotions, there is a constant current, a simmering joy, the joy of being alive. Joie de vivre, de lievensfreude. Come aware not only of your emotions, but also of the moments you have 
of your movements and the actions you take. There is beauty, art and grace in everything you feel and everything you do. Getting up, getting dressed, eating, talking, breathing, walking, meeting people. Awareness is curative because it gives you the liberty to tap into a steady stream that underlies everything you feel and everything you do. Your joy of being alive. La joie de vivre yo levensfreude. I would say that, it, you know, what is joy? There's a component of honor to joy. So, you could say happiness. What is happiness? You say happiness is, let's say in general, having what I want, wanting what I have. I'm content. I'm, mm-hmm. Things are good. And uh, joy, the difference between joy and happiness, as I distinguish it, is... You see, you have that happiness, you have that contentment, but you also have the contentment with yourself. You're like, I created this. I'm being who I need to be to enjoy this. I, I have a role in this, and I'm matching up. I'm, I'm, I'm in my world, in my life. I'm a stand for the things that are good, and I have what's good. Mm-hmm. So I have happiness and honor. Let me put the two together, and it's joy. So. Uh, Yeah, it's but it's a great question, you know, and um, it's a, it's a great inquiry because it really is the challenge is escaping from the matrix. This, this matrix gets built through your conflict with others, external authority, and internal authority, and you develop some kind of way to cope, which is to stay alive and stay. Avoid pain, and we so so we develop beliefs that help that out. We develop behaviors that develop that habits, ways of thinking that allow us to avoid pain and survive, given all of those external pressures. Mm. And uh, okay, you're technically alive. But you're fucking dying inside. If that that if you don't take responsibility for the fact that that program is running the show, that program which is worshiping image and comfort, I like that very much. It's the program that worships comfort and image. Yes, you being out of pain, out of tension. And you looking good. Yes. That's great. The one is avoiding pain in general. And the other one is avoiding the pain of society looking down on you. So it's, uh, you know, and that's... It's narcissism. Not necessarily. Narcissism is the... Narcissism is a... Like being in love with your image. No. Is is getting your self-value from the way people look at you. Mm. It's yes. a deep self-loathing. People think it's self-love and it's the opposite. Mm. It's not being able to self-love and fill that with how people uh, think about me. Yes. And so we're training people to be narcissists image and we're training people to be appeased or pacified you mean culture society in general, yes right yeah it's what is self-love to me that's a synonym for honor yes and people you know you hear people like in uh, self-help they talk I like this very generally about things like self-love and self-esteem and whatever but they don't really have a deep understanding of the mechanisms that bring it about or that diminish it. That, that's what piano work is all about. The program 
And if you look at, if you write down your hierarchy of what I call operational values, these are the things where if you look at your behavior, you'll see what your value right? And for many of us, not only will comfort and image be at the top in, number, in the number one spot, it'll be a huge gap between number one and number two. Like there's comfort and image, and then way down here is all your other values. And my, the proposal of the honor work is to say, put honor, your sacred honor, hold it sacred, put it at the very top with a huge distance between that and all the others. Mm. And if you do that, you can have all the others. You can honor all the others. You can, yeah. I really like the idea of like the program. The program is driven by comfort and self and image. That's great. The term I use is default self-guidance. It's not like you designed it yourself, right? Mm. There's someone driving your car, the car of your life, and you're in the passenger seat. There's someone driving it. And it's not like you chose them. Or you it's right. Trump! <laughs> Trump is driving it! <laughs> So when, when people, this is related to the honor work, is supporting people, like in the context, context of coaching or whatever else, like a client will get on the call with me, and their default self-guidance system has taken over again since the last time we talked. The first thing I do to wake them back up, set them right, they yeah. have, they're like, oh fuck, the world is right again? Is up and on or way up here again, right? Presence on it. And then I maintain that, like, throughout. And, and how do you do that by honoring them? When that's there, they have a sense that everything is right in the world. And now, okay, now I can deal with shit. Fuck that, you know? I, now I can choose. Now I can be powerful. I can make good choices. But when you're fucking being run by this shit, and then you're feeling like shit. It's hard to make good choices. It's hard to be courageous. It's hard to be compassionate. What are the ways of putting honor first and having them being on board? Well, so the metric I go by is am I feeling honor in presence with them and are they feeling honor? I mean, what I'm really going for is that they are, but a good rule of thumb, a good way to go for that is to presence it in myself because if I'm presencing it in myself then they're it's very likely they're coming with me if not all the way to a large extent what it means is that I'm for example looking at them seeing what they're facing mm -hmm. seeing what they're standing for defining them in that way this is who they are I'm listening to them this way, I'm speaking to them in this way, and I'm also speaking about who I am for them in the face of, and so I'm telling this story through my listening, through my speaking, and this is the new world that they get to live in, in my presence. So they step from their world of darkness that often people, people are living in, and then it's just like, coming to the light and the warmth. Ah, it's like a stormy, windy, violent, scary night. And the sun comes up. And there's instant warmth and light. And you can see again. And the world makes sense. And it's... The threat is gone. It's like... Oh, my God. I see more going from, like, a beige, gray nothingness into, like, 
Technicolor licensing. Depends on where the person's at, because some people live in a fucking... Right. You know, some people are, have been fucking themselves up for so long, and they've been fucked up by other people in their childhood or whatever, that the world they're living in is almost uncomprehensible. Yeah. And it's something that... Like a world you and I haven't ever had to deal with. You know? Well, speak for yourself, man. <laughs> but you wake up to a gray, cold day outside and everything's gloomy. It, it can really dampen your joie de vivre, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, stay inside. I don't want to get offended. That's a great analogy. Is the is the, the rescue dogs, right? Mm. The dogs who are they're near death on the inside, maybe on the outside too, but especially on the inside, and uh, just looking for that little bit of tail wagon. Right? And over the last ten years, I've realized what like I used to be. Everything was on it. Like, that was the, my main approach. But uh, now, like, guys can just basically hunt their heart on. Yes. You know? What gives them a heart on for life? Yeah, the honor seems to me like the tool to get back to your aliveness. You know? There's more to the aliveness than that, but it's the way out, is what I well, see. Honor is like the heart on, right? And the tazama the is like the heart on. <laughs> it's like the physical and the spiritual. Right. Yes, I see. Hey, birdie birds. And I noticed for myself that, you know, when I decided to leave the, the country for 10 years, I wrote, like, yeah, I had my heart on, huge. But I was missing my heart on. Just the animalistic, right. the ape, the, the man that wanted to run wild and the man that wanted to fuck and pursue and hunt and explore and laugh and just be alive. Just roll around in the mud, play, you know? I was going to say something that instantly would make this recording non-publishable. Uh, yeah, man. Like, and guys, young guys like Anthony, they don't. When they look at the, actually, I think I want to leave something. But what I want to say is, they'll look to a lot of the adults that are telling, that are trying to make them become responsible adults, right? right. And they're saying. They're saying, like Anthony's saying, like, there's no adventure here. And and the adults are saying, yeah, but that's how life is. You just need to become responsible. You need to do what we say and become a good citizen of what the fuck ever, right? And it almost as if, like, no, your desire for adventure is not, that's not a factor. That's not important. Fuck Fuck you, it's not important. That's your fucking hard on for life. Hell yeah, it's important. And they're also inviting him to a path with no honor. No honor, just a should. Just you're wrong if you don't do it. No young man wants to go on a fucking heroic mission where he's not going to get to be the hero. Another way of looking at it is that they try to pressure guys into taking responsibility for the other without taking responsibility for themselves first without taking without taking responsibility for you for your desires for your own happiness for your own success for your self-love they try to say take responsibility for the others first and that in itself is a lie because everybody knows 
You can't love the other if you're not loving yourself. You can't take responsibility for the other if you're not taking responsibility for yourself. Well, they might even be telling you to take responsibility for yourself, right? Anthony, get your finances together, get a job, uh, stop drinking, all this. But again, it's the external. Right. It's without an invite to honor. It's without being honored. And so a great thing, like if, if and, and young people especially have an intuitive sense for this, if the people that are trying to guide them are not living what they're saying, they're like, fuck you, you hypocrite. That is good. That's a good instinct. And young people should pay attention to that. If the people who are trying to tell you what to do and shape you the right way of living are, 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 are living their life with no aliveness and adventure and with no honor and, and whatever, be fucking suspicious, man, because that's what they're inviting you into. The fucking zoo. The prison. You know? And they're saying, yeah, this is how life is. You should live in a fucking zoo, too. once he goes out on his own and then starts making these compromises, doing what mostly other people think and say he should do, and then rationalize it to himself, tearing this, tearing up his values one by one by one by one and being left with very little and having excused it the whole way, of course he's going to blame himself later. And it's going to be fucking hard to make Hard come to back get that matrix. And for the older people who feel like they've 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 compromised their whole life, you can come back, but fuck man, it's gonna be a war. It's gonna be a real fucking journey. Well you say that, but and it is. But what I've seen with the honor is that it's a simple like the the change can instantly come by making a stand like renouncing or standing like instantly you feel it and you're back on the right track now you down you have to like keep doing that right but i think it's, it's the, the challenge is the, the default guidance system by that point is so locked in yes right i'm not a morning person for example right so you don't even examine that part of your life you don't even try and it's uh man and you have all the evidence behind it. Years of... So, man. But the aliveness are... comes the moment you do that first stand. It's already there. Yeah, and you can you can feel like, whoa. Now you just have to whoa, keep what? cultivating that. What is that? Yeah. There's something alive. I'm alive! <laughs> There's something alive in me. And then you hunt that. You hunt it like a dog. So it's not... It's, not, it, it's a war because the enemy keeps coming. But you got instant victory. Instant victory. Yes. You know? You and taste then, the victory. Yes. yes. Again and, and then again, you again. do it again and again. That's the hard work. Yes. But it, you know? But just tasting it is not enough, right? Because this system that's guiding you is designed to put you back asleep. Comfortable and looking good. That's what it's... It's well designed. It's like you're, you've seen the movie The Matrix. It's like you are fucking in this machine. And you are like that little cocoon in that ambiotic fluid just sitting there with all these pipes sucking your energy out. You're empowering the machine. You're going to work for the man. You're paying your taxes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're just being fucking. The life is being trained out of you. I, I feel so strongly that we should, oh, I really want to affirm that instinct of the young people run run get out while you can <laughs> you know and I'm thinking for the older guys it's you can fight back and you have instant victory. Yes. As soon as you say, okay, I see the war, let's fight it, boom, you got it back. You're there. Now you have to just keep standing. If the enemy comes, you just kind of take, keep taking them down now. 
Well, you need warrior brothers. Yes. Find your warrior brothers who are fighting the same fight. Uh, we're here. We're beating the drum. You know, and we've talked about allies before, right? And and allies like, fuck, my brother's asleep. He's being fucking sucked dry by the Matrix, and he's fucking coming with your fucking machine gun, fucking destroying his fucking the walls and whatever. You fucking grab him by the fucking shirt. You drag him out. You know, and then he fucking and he resists because he wants to cling to it because he's not awake. And then he's fucking the, the, you get him out and say, like, oh, oh fuck, thank you. You woke me up. But that's the interesting part there, you know. He's already a brother. You know, when does he become a brother? Because you say you, you want to see a spark, you know? So all those others that are in the system you no know, spark. Just let him die. So you have to choose. I know. Who are you going to go for, right? Who are you going to go for? Yeah, that's why I like that. When I see that spark, there's such a spark in him. I see that spark in him. like, come on, brother. Let me fucking blow some oxygen on that spark. You know, it's like... Put some oil on it, too. Yeah. It's fucking oxygen over here. Where Hans and I are, you know? And he feels it inside. He feels himself coming alive. On fire. Yes. What is it? Because I was thinking of Anthony. And he goes back and forth. Like, fuck, you know? You can feel that he wants to. And then he's second-guessing it. Like, oh, it's too much. This is not me praising myself in any way. I'm wondering what it is. When I met Sam and I had a great job at university, which is already, like, special, great conditions, whatever, and it wasn't adventurous enough for me. When I met Zan and he invited me to travel, not, not half a second... Like, not at all. I'm like, of course. It's so clear. What is the difference there? What do you think? Why is Anthony... Well, it's a totally different situation. Yeah, he's dependent on his father's money. For his clothes, for his food, for his place to live, for his university education. Totally dependent. You were out on your own. Something else I can see in you though is that you very much were attuned with your aliveness. And you were very selfish in that way, that kind of way, like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to go to doctorate school just studying philosophy for the, because I love it, right? Yes. And uh, it's not like you had gotten some soul sucking job True. and then. Got, got married to someone because your parents thought you should. Right. You hadn't. I didn't have any commitments in that regard. Right. You were still in that limbo phase of not being grown up yet. You, know? you weren't like locked into the zoo. You already had a taste. Yeah. I, I, well, maybe I didn't have a taste, but I sure was like, like you say, attuned to the feeling of aliveness, which meant at that point that I know, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, you know, and I haven't found anything that makes me feel completely alive. And you hadn't then said, well, I guess life's about not being alive. Right. Yes. And then along comes Zan, and there's a fucking spark. Oh, fuck, I feel something, you know? (laughs) Life could be about adventure and chasing women. 100%. That is the greatest thing. Yeah, I see this now. Yeah, I was like hunting my aliveness without knowing. And I was like, what the fuck? This? Is it this? Is it this? Imagine a guy gets on a call with you. That what that's what happens to him. Well like the 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 the, right. the fire, the joy, the, the zone is like so strong. 
and then he gets off it and it's 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 been time away and it's like you're alive around Hans. You know, I wanna cling to it. I wanna go with him because I'm I come alive. I, like I told you in the, when we were walking over here, when I was talking to Zan in the beginning, I'm like what 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 but I had the same when I when I discovered the whole pickup industry. It's like I mean as bad as it is sometimes. Like fuck, I can I can talk to girls. Like it seems so simple, but I could just talk to girls. Like I don't have to wait for a bus anymore. I could just talk to girls when they're you know. It was a revelation. It was just ah. It was so yeah, I was so in love with it. And then when Zan talked to you about the work and traveling, it was just I told you. I remember sitting, you know, on Skype or the other side of the world and it was just my hair stood up you know fuck yes so great yeah can I see the difference in Anthony The movie that I was uh, writing this morning. What? It starts with two quotes that, that are not mine. But, uh, One. This is John Eldridge again, Wild at Heart. Adventure, with all its requisite danger and wildness, is a deeply spiritual longing written into the soul of man. The masculine heart needs a place where nothing is prefabricated, modular, non-fat, ziplock, franchised, online, or microwavable. And then Orange, and then uh, Robert Bly and Iron John. Some women want a passive man, if they want a man at all. The church wants a tamed man; they are called priests. The university wants a domesticated man; they are called tenure track people. The corporation wants a sanitized, hairless, shallow man. And this is what I was just writing this morning. Many young men look today at the older men around them. They see the man who became a passive man for his mother. They see the man who be- they see the man who became tamed for the church. They see the man who became domesticated, sanitized, hairless, and shallow. And they realize that the adventure they are being invited into is no adventure at all. It's domestication and castration. And they want no part of it for good reason. They don't want to keep going down that path because they see where it leads. They can see they're being trained for a path without honor by so-called authorities without honor. They resent being forced into a path of responsibility without a call to honor. They resent the punishments and rewards being handed out. They resent the rationalizations of the authorities which ignore the natural yearning for adventure and the natural call to honor the young man is feeling and desiring. And it's, uh, you know, bring it back to that infant who has the natural yearning to be next to its mother because that's just natural, natural value, Mm -hmm. right? Natural expectation of a human body, of a human being. And then it's not there and the the world seems weird. And uh, it's like that, 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 the young man has a natural learning for adventure and aliveness and a natural yearning to be called into a path of honor. And uh, when the world he's being invited to lacks both of those things, and he's being invited by an adult who says those things are not important, you should just fucking do it anyway, fucking run, man. Get the fuck out of there. What you said about domestication, even if you just think it, if you put it in the realm of relationships, every every woman wants to domesticate her wild man. Every woman wants to domesticate her wild man. It's the it's the feminine that tries to say, "Stop here, wild man." You know, she's attracted to the wild man, but then she tries to domesticate him. So every woman tries to domesticate. Must make sure he doesn't run away into the wilderness. So <laughs> he stays yes. there. Every woman 
wants to domesticate her wild man. And she is never more happy than when she fails. <laughs> and with that, we're on to our morning integration ritual. Yes.